I was a little bit taken aback when you were like, well, we'll talk to our designer to see what lines up. I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. Yeah, like no, that, I can, I can right? sense that. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, and my hope is that, like, because you're saying you accept the risk of those big swinging meta changes, right? You're saying you're willing to accept those risks. Um, is everybody willing to accept those risks? Is everybody, like, I know the Gulag was a collective of people that came up with these number changes. Um, but it's still a small sample size of our user base. Hey, what's going on, guys? Phil here with Podcast 220. It's been a while since we've had a podcast, and why not dive into some fun stuff? With me, none other, is Matt Newman. He is the Live Ops Manager at Piranha Games. We have you uh normally we have darren and uh i've chose you actually you guys uh, yeah, <laughs> what's what's going on how are you man i'm good yeah i'll get to talk a lot more when it's just me and you than if he's darren's here right because he you is, guys have such a rapport that it's hard to get a word in edgewise. he's a diva he likes to talk or am i, well, I am i talking myself have, yeah i don't know i think you guys have just been at going at it for so long that you have a flow that it's hard to get in between there yeah it's like yeah. being the third wheel but oh man I'm sorry. No, oh, it's all right. Yeah, that's going. All right. Well, anyways, man, it's like, a pleasure good... to be a part of. Yeah, thank you for yeah. uh, like taking the time, and of course, uh, for everybody out there, um, you guys have been putting out some content as far as uh, what's coming on with MWO, and I wanted to sit down, and you're giving me this opportunity to like sort of go back and forth. Um, you guys dropped yeah. the devlog video that covered the uh, roadmap, and I went through the roadmap and did my own roadmap review. Um, I watched it. Yes, I know. You guys said as much on the video. I was like, uh, you know, like, I feel like uh, my name. How many times was my name dropped? I feel like that should be too many. Name. Too many. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was a few other content creator. TTB also did a review video. Yeah. I think it was about 40 minutes as well. Um, and I have I know not watched his yet. I do apologize. I do intend to watch it, though. So, yeah. And I mean, it's like a lot of streamers have talked about it. I know when it was coming out, a lot of people were watching it live um, on their on their streams and, of course, checking it out. So, um let's uh let me i guess let me just ask like ask like how are you i mean obviously this is sort of a new initiative within the last few months are you how are you feeling about things so far great i'm really happy um having a lot of fun i'm working a lot um it's great working with uh darren um and I get to every day we get up and we go over this thing, uh, Goalscape, which is basically a goals goal based software. Um, he and I both have a version of it and we can collaborate on it. And it's just a layer above, you know, tasking software or you know, documentation software that we use inside the studio. Uh, it just allows us to coordinate our efforts as to what's gonna get done by who on that particular day. And anytime something comes up, we just immediately jump on there and add it in there. So it's our daily review. Uh, like if you get up in the morning, you want to accomplish something, you're like, you look at your goals. What are the tasks I have to do to achieve those goals? And so that's how we coordinate. Uh, we talk like this every day. And uh, then we also talk to the rest of the team. So we coordinate first thing. We set about our tasks. And then if he has to talk to somebody in production or I have to talk to somebody in live ops, and we do those different things. And we'll coordinate a couple of times during the day. And yeah, it's been working from home almost a year now. Yeah. And uh, I actually like it. It's pretty decent. The yeah. commute is really easy. Just walk down the stairs. To wear pants or not wear pants? 
I'm wearing pants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, apparently, uh, supposedly you're wearing pants. I'm just saying. Yes. Like, um, that's awesome. And of course, I like obviously talking to Darren. It's funny because he's made a few comments. He's like, I've worked more than I ever did, and it's so funny because like now he's got to wake up at like you know eight in the morning and get on. You know, you guys got your meetings and your schedule and yeah. stuff. And I think it it gives me a little bit of satisfaction just you know like he is. Yeah, it's like yeah, funny. Yeah, My first question to them every morning is usually, "Have you had your coffee yet?" Because <laughs> it's like we'll be like you know, I'm like. As soon as you have your coffee, let me know. We can start a meeting. We can start because yeah. before that, yeah, yeah. No, it's useless before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> him and his, him and his huge. He he brings it like bowls of coffee. It's not even cups, but uh, regardless, uh, miss you, Darren. Uh, but um, all right. So you've been doing this for a while. You you you're obviously excited, and I think one thing you've had a good relationship with the community. I th I think that's fair to say. Like a lot of people, um, like you. I I I think you've sort of. Uh, <laughs> We'll I don't see know if how it lasts the year. No, I, like I, I don't know. Like you've never been the villain, I guess, which is nice. I've been the I villain guess. a couple times. Uh, I've, I've, I don't so, know. I don't okay. know. One time I, I tweeted, "You guys should get the Warhammer 2C before Metcon, or you know you'll regret it," kind of thing. And then it kind of blew up in the forums, right? Because people are like, "What is he talking about?" And I was talking about the uh, reward mech that was going to come out on the holiday special thing. But I've created this huge fear of missing out on something without letting them know what it is they'd be missing out on, and so that was that was a that was a fuck up. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like you've always been in, in the good, you know, like I try to be. There's there's no one's really been negative of you, and I think that's awesome. And I think that goes back to again, you're not like a controversial person. Uh, obviously you're I'm, I'm not making weapon balance changes though right, yeah, like you're doing events systems, yeah, yeah 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 you're doing events and which by the way uh i'm sure we'll get to the event um i like the current one it's really cool we'll talk about that later yeah, um still too. okay so let's talk about the roadmap uh you guys have uh, a tentatively i think you you said february 16th patch is that is that correct um yeah it was only tentative kind of... simply because of them testing uh -huh. um and it's in test right now and i haven't seen any bugs come back yet so okay okay so let, let's go and talk about that i mean um <laughs> the roadmap's long so i don't know if we'll go over every single subject because some of them are repetitive uh, and that's one of the things mm -hmm. i i sort of it's like you're the trial mechs we you get new ones every single month you're going to be basically in every quarter you're going to be reviewing them which i think doing is the great. green blinky thing yeah, what the hell's wrong with my computer know. i'm not going to worry about it but it's just bugging yeah. me um so yeah, those so those type of things, yeah. though, like people have been asking us to update those builds forever, yeah. forever, right? And it's like, so we're telling you every quarter, we're going to make sure that we rotate new trial mechs in and we're going to get uh, new builds put in them based on community feedback. Like, uh, and, and by the end of the year, I want to have it so uh, whatever we do to the skill system, uh, we can have those mechs skilled too, because I don't think it makes like much sense for a player to come into a new free-to-play game and be so far down on the totem pole that they're just uh, kicked in the face constantly, right? Because that's not fun. And yeah. a lot of what we're doing in the beginning of the year is the hopes that the new player experience can become something that is much more welcoming, much more fun, like the changes we made in December uh, to just start them at tier 4.5. You guys have been asking for forever. Give them more content, free mechs every month. Like, it's just... 
if you're a new player, if you've been in the game forever, um, you know, I just the other day I was watching the Gulag video again, and it's like those guys are like, I have billions of C pills, like just they have all the stuff that they need, and they don't worry about it. Their their biggest concern is where did I leave that engine? Like, yeah. what what mech is that engine in? Where's I want my Hula girl at this one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's so much content in the game, and I love the fact that they're still playing. That's that's huge. But and I want everybody who stop playing for whatever reason to come back and check out what we're doing too. Sure. But at the same time, our goal is to also expand into new markets by doing localization. So, you know, I don't know the exact languages, but full Russian, full German, like there's how many people don't play just simply because they're not comfortable enough with, with English. So I think it's a big opportunity to grow the audience and growing the audience allows us to be more successful and do more things with the game. So it's a, it's a big year. And <laughs> I know we've said it like a while ago, and and there's there, the doubters out there. They're like, "What we're going to accomplish?" I'm I'm excited about what we're going to accomplish. It's a big challenge. There's a lot to do, a lot of work, and we're starting slow, but the ambitions are high. So, yeah, yeah. And and speaking of new players, I think that's the sort of where it starts. Anyways, the roadmap is talking about the the NPE experience. Uh, so, um, there's a few things. I, I think one of the the big things for me is if. Uh, a new player comes in here um what they need is an environment where they can be successful and learn right i mean that's the same thing we 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 teach when you know we're teaching and we're you're coaching new students or something like that they need an environment where they're taught like the the basics whether it's uh you know in this case like this is a sport like inst instructions like how to drive what firing is all that fun stuff but also yeah. too is the environment I where it, i call it the the shallow end sure yeah, shallow yeah. end, sure, right? You need to yeah. walk before you run and you need to crawl before, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. So Don't, you want to throw them right in the deep end first and that's the game kind of does that. Because also with that, it's not like you have a transfer of knowledge like from other games. It's not like you go from, like you have a pretty good transfer going from like Tarkov to like Call of Duty or Call of Duty to Tarkov. Like there are FPS, like you don't have as much here. Like even if you did play World of Tanks, like you understand that there's a relationship between your hole and your turret, but unless you're playing the urban mech specifically, there isn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. um, I, I think for, for that, it's such a cliffhanger too, because they're spending their C bills and they don't know what they're doing. They're spending their XP and they don't know what they're doing. The skill tree, of course, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, Darren and you guys mentioned, uh, new player videos. And of course, uh, you know, one of those things that, um, I'm going to be working with you guys on and creating some videos and starting, um, you know, getting those out for, for March. And I'm looking forward to that, but like diving into it is such a complex thing. And on top of that, you can't be specific. You can't go into like weapon values. You can talk about like a weapon system, like, Hey, a laser has a duration. And during that duration, right? It's spreading the damage out and stuff, but you can't go into like, well, it does five damage here, does X heat because you guys are going to do a weapon pass and then it's, it's, the, it's pointless. Yeah. It's old news. Right. So like yeah. you have to stick to like the fundamentals that won't change. So that's something that we're going to be working on. But, um, outside of that, I wanted to ask like, um, obviously for Q1, uh, you guys have cadet, which is already done increased cadet bonus. You guys weren't saying it's not you're increasing the uh, rewards per se, like the C bill amount, right? It C bill was... stays the same, yep. but we're giving them a lot of extra stuff. So uh, they're getting some MC, they're getting colors, they're getting. So basically, you know how the basic colors were green, and then there's like red, blue, yep. and 
It's like you just get them now. Yeah. You can start customizing mechs. And the idea behind that is just, it's just giving them content that they can start to like experiment with and understand like, oh, it's fun to like put, put different colors on my mech. Sure. Gives them ownership, right? And a reason to stick around and sure. and do a few things, even if it is paint. I think there's cockpit items, there's MC, there's GSP. Because um, they're, you know, they're go- they're going in there, and if they've made it through twenty five matches, and I, initially it used to be like tier three, they would be dropping in, and um, you know, they may not have had the best experience, but they've stuck through it, and I want them to be rewarded. And also with the free Mac every month, um, not only would you know they be rewarded every month, but there'd be um, something for all players to to grab as well. So yeah, yeah, and that's that's something you guys just started. Um that it's available to everyone. So now that I know, you guys mentioned that in the vlog, but I didn't know exactly. You were like, ah, you know, and so now that's out and you basically, you guys are doing, are you call them missions? Uh, it's like a monthly mission. So it's not will. fully missions yet. Okay. Um, the idea between, behind missions is that it would be distributed uh, probably across four missions. There'd be a page you'd go to and you would um, kind of see like, there's still challenge-based stuff from our event system. It's so like weekend one is, or week week one is this, week two is this, week three is this, week four is this. Um, this one that we did is like all month. You can log in at any point during the month and, and get it. If you log in kind of late in the month, you might have a bit of a challenge to get there. But um, there'd be a new mech available starting the next month. So gotcha. the idea is that, because we talked about how do we give the players a choice of a mech when they complete 25 matches so that they just straight up get a mech right away. And um, it it became a question of like, what do we give them? Um, do we give them choice? And that, that became also a system that we would have to add in the game. And we already have so many systems that I think that we can do a better job of just using what we have and just being um, more, providing it in a, in a way that's like, oh, okay, cool. like. It also goes to things where people are like, you guys should send out more emails. And actually, that's something I was supposed to do today was send out a big marketing email of like the Razor Hunts the Huntsman event that we're doing right now where uh, Razor let us know like, hey, we've got these new keyboards coming out that we think they'd be really interesting for MechWarrior players because they can function as joystick controls and stuff like that. And so they sent us a couple. I've got one right in front of me and the other one I'm like... I, you know who I'm going to give this to is Nutty Rat because he lives like five blocks away from me. He's a huge razor nut and he's the perfect guy to stream this and, yeah. and test it out. And so it, it just kind of all happened in the last week uh, to, to make it happen. And the free mechs, we weren't even going to start till next month, but it was like the keyboard's called the Huntsman and it's really cool. And you guys should check oh, the, it out. And then that's the, the mech, keyboard's name too. So that's yeah, no, the yeah. mech and the, and the keyboard, it just aligned perfectly, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like, there's no way I'm not doing this. Uh, we knew they were announcing it on the 4th on their uh, Razor Live Store thing. So just everything kind of aligned. And that's really the feeling that we're getting uh, this year. There's so many things that are aligning for us. Um, I was in a meeting today with uh, Vini, who is like in charge of staffing. And we're talking about people and when they roll off of MW5, right? Because there's a lot of uh, people working really hard on MW5 right now to get it uh to ship it on consoles and to get all the platforms aligned and and you know functioning properly. So we had a game that we were going to ship in December 10th, and it was a DLC in a game, and it was going to be on uh, four different storefronts. And 
it was going to be great, but now all of a sudden we're shipping it on uh, console SKU as well, and you want those to play nice with each other, and you've got you potentially want to put them on a disc. So all those people that were going to start rolling off after December or onto different projects or come over to MWO, all of a sudden their time has been kind of like hoovered up by this task of like, let's how do you get it on the working on the Xbox One S and X uh, with this memory footprint? And how do we make it look good um, still, right? Because the, the, the requirements can be, to make it look as good as it can look, the requirements can be steep. So there's some optimizations going on there and get fit in memory, get fit on disk. So yeah, a lot of those resources that we were anticipating having. Um, they're still held up. They're still like, but artists are usually the first people to roll off, right? Level designers, you've got usually as you're ramping into or finishing a product, you start locking people out of the build, right? You've got your bug count on the art side goes down, like, and then it's like they don't. There's one person who can check things in, and it's like once a week, and it's only on critical bugs. It's not on like the low hanging or the low value bugs, and then slowly over time, engineers stop touching different systems because you've got to get a disc ready to go to manufacturing as well. And so those resources coming out the project, I'm bidding on for MWO to get this work done. Gotcha. Okay. And and obviously we can go down this road, but going back to the sort of new player experience, I, I did have a question as far as like, are since the change of cadets going to tier five, you guys track you, you. I would assume you track analytics as far as player retention. Have has it been long enough to notice any change in that? Um, and and or has it been no change at all? Or like again, the strategy of what you guys are talking about on the roadmap is to keep that retention and those people playing longer and more, right? I mean, that's the whole goal, right? Have you noticed any yeah. difference since you guys implemented just the that? So I don't have any retention reports to share with you right now. Um, to be honest, like we've been wholly focused on getting these changes in and working on M the planning of MWO. That is part of our roadmap is better analytics, uh, more accessible analytics in real time. And so we've got a task that is on our web development side in order to have those things just at our fingertips, not something where it's like, okay, I want to generate this report and then you get it in a weird form and then you've got to like, uh, go through the XML. It's like daily analytics of you know sales numbers, player engagement, matchmaking times, um, all those uh, kind of things. And we've kind of operated at a level where we we had that data, but you'd have to go to multiple multiple sources and, and pull it. So you'd have your your player counts over here. You'd have your sales data over here. You'd get talk to the database guy to be like, you know, how many people have logged in. Um, how many new accounts are created, how many of them uh, logged in, downloaded the game, how many of them played one game, two games, three games, four games. So, And then you kind of have to plot it out. But uh, Darren and I are at the point now where we don't want to have to continually ask the same things. We want to have like charts that we can reference. Yeah. So we do have a task in the, the works for the web development side to get have that data, just a dashboard read ready for us as well. Yeah. So we do have multiple dashboards. There are multiple ways to get that information. But we're in at the point now where we're not paying attention to that. We're head down working. And we're getting someone to set up a dashboard properly gotcha. for us. Because yeah. I figure you just basically, I mean, and this is with anything that you do, you'd want to like check quarterly, like, 
is there an actual difference? Like, do you see any, like, a new player comes in and he's not quitting after three matches? Maybe he's, you know, like he stays longer or they're quitting after 10 matches, 20. That's still an improvement of whatever. Because you are going to have people that play the game and it's just not for them and they, they're going to move on. That does happen, but you want to reduce that number, obviously. So, yep. um, a, a big resource, uh, obviously, I'm biased towards this, so I'll say this. But I said this in the, the, the video is I, I feel like streamers play a big part where a new player can come to those streamers because really outside of like tutorial videos like you guys have a tutorial in the game it'll show them the basics right and you can then show them some videos and it can dive into a little bit more uh complicated if you will systems and nuances about the game but really outside of that unless they have a friend playing the other the, the only other way is to to watch someone and be able to answer so like if if you are listening to this and you are new um head over to streamers it doesn't have to be my channel it can literally be any other and for the most part if they don't know there's usually someone in their chat that can give you an answer and or find an answer too and that sort of brings me up to finding answers um you guys mentioned the wiki uh, i mentioned yep. this in video can we talk about that like is that something that it's pretty low far down on the uh roadmap but like um sort of like the the trial max have you guys talked about like just just asking some community members just to like just Hey, who that's, wants to take the race? That's the plan. Literally, that's the plan. Uh, it was started as a community um, initiative as well. We had always kind of struggled on the website, keeping up with those changes, um, getting that information up onto the official kind of yeah. information there. So yeah, Wiki makes the most sense and getting those people on there is the, the best way to do it. And it's just one of those things where um, it could happen sooner. Okay. Um, Darren is in the middle of uh, making the Discord to be both MW5 and MWO. I don't know if you know, but the the icon change, it's not oh. a great icon change. Um, but I mean, these are these are things that we are working on, and a lot of times we'll put it. Sometimes I'll put it like in January we made the patch for February, right? In February, we're making the patch for March. And in when it comes to like planning for Q2, Q3, Q4, when I talk about new mechs releasing in Q3, that means that we start talking about those mechs now, right? That's why we're gathering intel from the players of like what you guys want so that we can go, okay, well, the, what do we think the game needs? Let me make sure I can get the resources. Um, concept art has to be made. The website needs to be put together for pre-order. Um, changing, you know, what plans do we have to change the way we pre-order? Uh, does it need to be the traditional MWO, like standard hero, like all those things that we've done up till now? Because we've, you know, we've evolved, but we haven't, we haven't changed it drastically. Like each pack kind of got a little bit better, but then we yeah. settled into like a cadence of like, it's there's the standard collection and then plus the hero or the ultimate collection with everything all inclusive in it and stuff. So I see it as we're looking at, you know, finding new ways to, to monetize and maybe give the players more value in those packs and make them live on in a better way. We want to look at the store. We want to look at everything, like especially if we're going into new regions, like it needs to be people who have been with the game for a long time can go to our store and understand what the heck's going on. But I feel like if you're a new player and you go to the store, you're like, how do you compare value of these yeah. collections? 
Yeah. How do you know what you're getting is what you want? Or... Well, even the, the, the latest uh, bundles you guys did, that good value, and some of those are even better the value than what's like in the game for like MCT. Yeah, they're like buried store. though. They're right, buried. Yeah. Like yeah. try and find them. You have, you have to go to the website. You have to then go to yeah. the store. Then you have to click bundles, you know? Yeah. yeah. And those, some of those, I, I mean, I jokingly said about the Scorch, but like, it's true. Like that's better than the Cataphract pack, right? That you could, you know, it's like, yeah, you get more mechs over there, but like, you know. Um, okay, so. Uh, I like the Cataphract. <laughs> yeah, you know. It used to be. It used Just, to be the pinnacle. I go of, by, you know? like, yeah. So when I say I like mechs, it's generally I like how they look. They look, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. I think Cataphract's a cool looking mech. I think the Griffin's a cool looking mech. So bow and arrow used to be the pinnacle. It's not anymore. You know. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's antiquated. <laughs> no, it's um. Uh, so obviously we're talking about the new players' uh, analytics. We're we're we're. we're just going down the the list here, quality of life, uh, lower the volume, and obviously that's a meme right now for the videos. I I get it. Is it um, a meme? Yeah, I mean, cause people people, yeah, just just yeah, it is it is what I it don't is. mind being uh, a meme. That's fine. I don't the, mind the, the time. Of, yeah, the time of day changes. Um, you know, one. It's funny because like I feel like a lot of this conversation is where, um, like. The time of day change wasn't wouldn't been as big of an issue if it wasn't that little performance tick, but also like visibility, being able to see far. But it's like, okay, well, hey Matt, can you guys change, you know, thermals to view farther or night vision? And I'm assuming the response is potentially, but I have to go ask that guy, and that guy right now is tied with Mac Five, right? Like I'm assuming that's sort of like yeah, but I'm asking them. I'm still yeah. asking them, like. Yeah um i'm trying to be as like non-disruptive as possible sure. but i'm trying to get accomplish as many things as possible as well and like there's as you saw from the list it's massive but there's still things that yeah, aren't on that list right too yeah. so um I, I don't want to say we can do everything but i'm not we're not saying no to anything sure. yet you know and anything that we do have to say no to we want to have a discussion about it why and maybe we come up with a solution that isn't sure. this or that like you like predator vision you yep. wish you hadn't have said that you took to get rid of predator vision i you know i, I wish uh, i wish i could I, I like slap both. myself like seriously like it's one of those where it's not like, like you got rid of it right like it, at the time when these decisions were made i was I, a voice and i shouldn't have been like i should have been like yeah. how about what do other people think you know like it looks cool right and you know like yeah. there's something to be said about that um it was definitely it's hard though too because like there's you can find an equal and opposite number of people that are scared of the roadmap that are excited about it like yeah um you know when we talk about weapon value changes past one uh you can be excited and go like yeah they're going to change the weapons and then you can also be like oh no they're going to change the weapons, change right? weapons. Like, well some people you're not like changing change. you're not changing no. the weapons i'm not i have nothing to do with the the value so, changes can we okay but so i'm saying i'm saying Yes, we're going to it listen is, to yeah. your feedback and we're going to make changes to the weapon values. And uh, I think the Gulag had a pretty good, like you yeah. said, like pretty good recommendations. Um, are they perfect? I don't know. Like, I'm not a weapon balance I'm guy. Either. I'm literally not. Like, I am I look at uh, things like events and I'm like, I want it to be fun. Sure. I want the events to be fun. And I've made events that aren't fun and they've let me know. And then I try and change them. Like, yeah. 
oh, stop using tag because it sucks, right? Okay, yeah. so I stopped using it. Every once in a while, I'll throw it in there, just like one, get one tag thing because it just makes sense in the challenge. But so let's even let's... even this newest one, they're like, oh, people are worried about trying to get. 30 uh, UAV detections, people will YOLO. They'll like get in a light mech, run to the front line, launch a UAV and just get decimated, right? I, it's like, you know what's funny is like I'm on the, like I love the current ones. They're, I consider them easy. They're low hanging fruit. Yeah. But I'm also, uh, I guess, a masochist where if you're like, get 5,000 damage, the UAC 5s, I'm going to go out and do that because like I like the, like even going down that rabbit hole sometimes. But then, you'll hear just feedback of like, no, you should make it general. It's like, it's supposed to be easy. But then I'm like, but I like, oh, the headshot challenge. Yeah, but normal Josh Mo isn't getting a headshot. You know, so like, I like I see both sides and obviously I know that's difficult, but I, I like it. When it when it comes to uh, weapon, I think the, the fear is what they're judging it is on past experiences. And I think this is a good time if we can just go ahead and talk about this, which is you guys have a job, you're moving forward. What's been done in the past is done in the past. You can't do anything. Darren can't do anything about it. So all we have to do is judge you for what you're doing right now and it, you know, treat your word as gospel. And if you break that, then you break that and we can judge you then. And that's how I'm looking yeah. at it, you know, like, because that's not fair. I can't judge you guys for whatever. And of course, uh, so when it comes to the weapons, you guys mentioned in the vlog video and you sort of, uh, and I, I know we mentioned this a few days ago when you hopped in channel, which was my only concern in that the XML, uh, the, the XML change for weapons, you mentioned the Gula, you mentioned the community coming together, great. And then you're like, well, you know, I'll have to ask the designers. And that was a red flag for me, not because I hate anybody over there, but for me, it's, how I view this initiative by you guys, and correct me, yeah. is that you're leaning on the community to provide. We're going to do what the community does. How I look at it is PGI's uh, role in this, not responsibility, role would be like, uh, hey, um, we're going to do those changes to the small pulse, to the PPCs, to whatever, all the weapons. And whatever happens, happens. But then our role and this I'm speaking for you guys would be to provide the analytics information afterwards. So then they can make educated uh, decisions to make adjustments from month to month. That's how I view it. And so like, I was a little bit taken aback when you were like, well, we'll talk to our designers and see what lines up. I'm like, ah, no, 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 yeah, like no. That, I can, I can right? sense that. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, and my hope is, is that like, cause you're saying you accept the risk of those big swinging meta changes, right? you're saying you're willing to accept those risks. Um, is everybody willing to accept those risks? Is everybody like, I know the Gulag was a collective of people that came up with these number changes. Um, but it's still a small sample size of our user base. The, sure. And when it comes to like running things past designers, it's like, can, can these changes be made? Like, and it's not so much like, oh, uh, you know, they've got they've got their opinion or whatever. That's fine. They're, but I want I want to work with the designers because I'm not I don't want to be the one making those changes. I, I want somebody to blame. No, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not I'm not qualified to be making these decisions. Sure. Right. Me and I'm you not both. qualified I'm, to even guess to me and you even both. guess what the outcome will be of if we just followed it 100. percent Like I, I wouldn't even. Um, know where it was going to end up. But I think what we are saying is that we want to try those, try making those changes 
as we suggested, and we want to try taking some risks. And uh, we want to then take those risks and then listen to you guys and say, do you like it? Do you not like it? And it's like gathering feedback is not a perfect science, right? Sure. Darren has been listening for the last two months. And for every piece of opinion that says we should do this, you can find an opposite piece of opinion that says we should do that. Do that. And so there's a lot of different people that have a lot of different opinions. My goal is fun. Like when I play video games, it's to have fun. But uh, my fun can't come at the expense of somebody else's fun. Sure. So th I think that's why a lot of people get frustrated around balance because what, it's like, nope, not everybody can have fun, right? <laughs> All the time. It's like yeah. there's a winner and, what, and there's a loser. And what is the sides, definition? Right? Yeah, what's the definition of fun too? Yeah. Like some people like just win, win, win. That's fun. And some people are yeah. like, I'm just shooting freaking lasers. And, you know, like I don't really, you know, like whatever, um, uh, you know. It's how they de-stress, right? It's right, not, sure. Some sure. people are ultra competitive. Some people are uh, like they're just in it to de-stress and have fun. They're not worried about team play, not worried about one thing. And then a whole bunch in the middle. Yeah, all different yeah. spectrums. I, and I get that. I think, I think well, like for me, I understand where you're coming from. And I think maybe this is a potential way for uh, the the community and of course PGI to mend some of those bridges, which is obviously it's, it's a no brainer. But even from the balance side, like I don't think anybody would be against like, uh, you know, like uh, from the gulag would, if they had a like, if they had a relationship with that design person, that design person's maybe in their Discord and able to like, you know, like, hey guys, just FYI, like that change you made to that, uh, this I, I have my concerns and this is why. Do you guys see that point of view? And then you go back and forth. I just feel like that's where that's where I hope the 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 relationship goes. Like that's that's I think in the long run, it just I feel like they're for me when I heard that I was just like hesitant because I'm like you know, the the reason why you guys are doing this and the reason why you're asking the community is there's literally hundreds of them, uh, thou you know, like there's thousands of people, but like there's a lot of people that can give their input that are really smart. I'm not a numbers person, so I can't like sit down, but um, I'm hoping that's the, the end goal is like whoever that design person is over at uh, PGI, that they have a and they're allowed to, you know, like that was one of the things like back when, when we did work for, or I did work for you guys, back when Quirks, I'm talking about a long time ago, it was like a hush hush. I couldn't, and it, it like, it, it, it put shackles on me because like, I couldn't, I couldn't have those discussions. Um, I and, think we're interested know. in being more open about those discussions. We're interested in being more um, transparent about them. And I know that, that we have a reputation for not being like that. And sometimes I get that. And sometimes I don't get it because I feel like we've communicated a lot with sure. the community and listened to the community, but I can totally understand why some people yeah. say that we haven't done enough of it. So I see both sides of that argument as well. I think that for Darren and I, our goal is to um, bring as many people back to MWO who have, have left and to um, take the content that exists in the game and make it use it in the best way possible to make the game as fun as possible. So it means all modes, all mechs, yeah. um, and, you know, and really revitalize the game and put it in new regions and um, bring the population up as high as we possibly can True. and create a, a way for new players to join the game and have tons of fun and create a competitive environment where we're still supporting comp 
um, and to uh, you know really pay homage to this great IP, which is BattleTech and MechWarrior. Like yeah. it's so many people love this. Like we, um, I've told my story before, but like my first computer I bought was a Pentium One Thirty Three. It came with the Matrox Mystique, and it had uh, it was just it blew my mind because it had textures on the ground and I was playing MechWarrior 2. It came with MechWarrior 2 included in the game. I played it so much that I lost my first serious girlfriend relationship over that game. So it's not... <laughs> I'm no stranger to it. Like, I remember going over to my friend's house and seeing uh, the Mad Cat poster where it shows the internals that you get got from the inside of the box set and, like, looking at it and, you know, we try, I tried playing it with them, but, you know, I was we were also playing rock and roll music in a punk rock band and stuff like that. So. Um, I didn't get a lot into the tabletop side of things, but I just always loved mechs. Uh, sure. I started my career as an art person at, at Piranha Games, and so giant mechs. My kids are named Griffin and Phoenix. Like we're yeah. we love this property. Like yeah. I love this property, and I just you know had a call today with uh, several key people on the uh, MechWarrior team who love this game, like yeah. Mark Nicholson, Nico. Yeah. So there's there's tons of people who just want it. We've talked about what we want to do for this year to the team. Uh, Russ has really handed Darren and I the keys and given us a mission statement of like, make it as, take what you can and make it as good as you can for the players that exist and bring as many players back as you can and expand it to new regions. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting position to be in to have this after this long history of nine years of development and to have, um, working with Darren and who is seeing it from the things from the outside and has really right. been existed like inside, but outside, yeah. like, as you know, right. Yep. Um, and then coming into it and seeing how we function as a company and, and in COVID times, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot so it's, yeah. Yeah. it's a lot different, but like, it's still really, really cool. And there's still tons of potential in the game. Um, we're talking about, you know, for the levels, um, do we get a resource that's at the company or do we hire a new resource to do the uh, spawn point changes that we want to do in Q2? I'm like, well, I kind of planned the year in the sense that if it's a new guy, he can just start moving around spawn points. He can like, we can get feedback from the community of like, this map is the worth offender for spawn points. Please make them like this. And we go, Hey, new guy, this is what the community wants. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, moves to spawn points and we're like, they really want a new route on Crimson Strait. Like, uh, when the patch comes out, you guys will see what I did with the lighting on Crimson Strait. We were just dicking around with it. We're like, we got to set it to a specific time. And uh, we went, we we're moving it around, and there's a point where the lights go on on the upper deck and the lower deck. And so the sky's kind of red. And I'm like, oh, this, this is cool. This is Crimson Strait, right? The sky's red. The, the sea is red. And yeah, you would eventually see that if the match went on long enough, but the match will start that time, it'll end that time, so you won't have the time of day stutter changes and stuff like that. But um, maybe it stays like that. Maybe you guys go, well, we want the other Crimson Strait back. My hope is that we can find a way that we don't have to export multiple versions of the same map sure. so that you've got like a, like you just yeah. content just expanding at an exponential rate. But um, I want to make it so that you can play in those modes. Like if you can, in private match or in, an event queue system that I'd love to have, be able to be like, it's it, it's weekend, it's nighttime all weekend or whatever. It's nighttime. Yeah. Nighttime fight time is the name of the event. 
Yeah. And every map is at, set to to nighttime, so you have to use night vision. You have to yeah. use uh, uh, heat vision and stuff like that. But it's not like permanent. Like the content's not fixed. It's not like sure. you're oh I hate this because this map's always night. Um, but it's the same content, but used in a new way, and gives you a fresh look at all these different maps. So that's, I'm rambling a lot, but I'm super excited about these. It's all right. No, no. A lot, a lot of things like that it. we want to do, um, that I think are possible, um, but there's also a lot of things to do. So it's sure. like, <laughs> well, and look, what I was saying earlier about how it's like in January we made the patch for February. The bigger the task is, the sooner you have to start it sure. too. Because Q and A, designing like, the yeah. starting the designing the event sure. system next month. Well, I mean, even even uh, with community's help. By the way, I think I, there's nothing. Passion is great, and it's great to see that, uh, and that's also why a lot of people like you. Uh, two, um, uh, so let's talk about weapon changes in in March, right? Um, super excited for. I think. I'm in agreement with you. I think one of the best things you guys could do right now is mix shit up uh, and mixing yeah. stuff up. Because I mean, let's just say something's out of whack. You're only talking about for like two weeks and then you can start to make changes behind the scenes and then it makes the patch, you know, by next month. Uh, but two, uh, it's why like I've been a huge proponent of potentially you guys doing a time jump because the last big tech update we had as far as the game was a good addition. It opened up a lot of options to Max balance, and yeah, things go fluctuate here or there, but that's that's fine. And the, the community comes out of the woodwork and tr tries those, like, hey, what's new? So with you guys doing a weapon change, uh, and it's across the board or whatever, you know, changes are provided, I think that's good. That also brought me to one of the points on the review was like, um, why not do uh, XML changes agility across the board as well? And then as I was like, Thinking about this yesterday, one of the things that popped in my head was, yeah, but they still have to Q&A all that. And a lot of people don't realize that Q&A is like, they're not there Q to- QA, it's not Q&A. Oh, QA is- Q&A is question and answer, QA is quality assurance. But like it's, for instance, like if you change the laser from one to 1.1, that's their job to go check to make sure it says 1.1 and then that's it. They don't tell you like, well, this is how we feel about the balance of its stuff. And like, that's not their job. And so like, then I'm thinking, okay, well, you're potentially changing a lot of inputs for weapons. Uh, you've got hundreds of mechs out there. Agility is obviously, I think it should all, because like, I, I, I want to see you guys succeed. And I'm just thinking swing out of the park, like some of the big balance changes that the community has wanted agility weapons. We can talk about rescale and stuff, but just like those things um, is, is that even a possibility to move, move that? Because agility wasn't really on the, the roadmap. It was agility slash skill tree, which I think skill tree is a whole big conversation. Uh, yeah. But uh, agility in itself wasn't on there. And obviously that was on the sort of pre stuff that you guys had talked about. It was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So uh, for sure, um, you talk about agility. Does it make sense to do agility before you do rescale? Does it make sense to do agility, um, you know, before you've tackled the skill tree? I don't know. Like, yeah, we kind of we did have some thought process behind it. It's like the chicken before um, the egg. Yeah, if you, like, do you fix jump jets first, or do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because skill tree has a huge effect on agility. I mean, it does and it doesn't. When you first get a mech, it is you have to skill it up before it's fully functioning 
as it can in its peak shape, right? And you can go different directions with that based on the skill tree as it stands. Um, I, I see fixing the skill tree as a big undertaking sure. like in terms of Huge. amount of time and effort that's going to go into having to readjust that because it, it affects... It's, it's not just a front-end interface that you see. There, all those items are in the database. All those transactions are tr like tracked as if you were making a payment on Amazon. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. all the all the all the things that you do in the game are tracked to that level yeah. of it's an an item in the database. And when you do a transaction, you're spending money, you're spending your C bills, and you're spending your XP. Sure. So those are all in a ledger. We can see all that stuff. So those systems were built up over a large amount of time to do those things. And the engineers that made them spent a lot of time making them. And I'm not saying it's like, I'm not going to undo that work. I'm saying that, is there a way for us to take the system as it is? Or do we have to rewrite it in order to accomplish what it is that we want to accomplish, which is to make the skill tree yeah. um, into something new that sure. the players want it to use. And I think that there's... Um, there's many different skill trees that we could point to and go like, oh, make it like that game or make it like that game. That's that's all well and good, but to get to the point where we're making it like that game, do I have to rip out everything that's already there? That yep. scares the shit out of me, but it's still something we're gonna willing to consider doing. Sure. Um, so those are the considerations that we put into it. And when it comes to agility and like scale, I can see super like that i put that we put that up front because it's an art task um we know that people want the scale to change we know we did it volumetrically but people want it based on role and fun and stuff like that sure. and i know that the scale uh mod for mw5 was a huge hit and i like it i, I think it looks great like yeah. it's really really cool we made decisions about this stuff uh based on what it was we thought that people would like, right? Or that what we thought would be great for the game. Um, we're willing, Darren and I are willing, and the people that are at the company are willing to make these changes and go like, okay, well maybe like what is what does MechWarrior look like if the scales are like this? Yeah. And we'll put that work in. And I feel like scales the first thing. I think weapon changes are the first thing. I feel like agility could be up there, but I worry about changing agility or we changing it based on uh, like I'm fully skilled or not fully skilled, and what do we do to the skill tree if we've changed agility beforehand? Sure. There's so many things you can change. There's multiple next. layers. Like even now that you, uh, not to throw another curveball at you. Uh, throw it. Like I, I spend tons of time thinking yeah, about these curveballs because so the curveball here is when you do weapons, you're 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 going to find that there's mechs that are skewed because of quirks. And man, I can talk to yep. you about quirks and how I feel about quirks. Uh, again, for those that don't know, I originally did the quirks up until a certain point, and then Chris took over. But um, I did all the originals. So like, I'm guilty of the IV4, IV4 being OP as shit. That's my fault. Not fault, though. I did it, but my, my point being is like I did it before the, um, the time jump. So... Now you got a mech that never got uh, its legs sort of taken back because it's been OP. My point being, though, and this is my concern, is talking about weapons um, On when we were talking about this yesterday, uh, is if you don't de-quirk mechs and then redefine why, like, it's one of the things that 
I struggled with behind the scenes. Uh, and then also now, because you guys are doing community effort, like it would be great to sit down and have uh, a, a rubric. Why does a mech get a quirk? What is a quirk? How does it get applied to a mech? And what quirks? quirks? Not even just quirks. It's like you can go all the way back to you start like what what are the characteristics of a mech, right? Yeah. But this all like ties the, in hard points. Yeah. The position of what like where those weapons sit on the yep. mech. Um, there's how the damage, the profile of the mech, right? Yep. Like how it's shaped. Sure. Um, the weight of the mech. So the max speed because yep. you put you like profile engine. Yep. yep. Um, the, but the skill tree, the quirks. If you um, if you make balance changes to weapons, like let's just say uh, on the gulag hit, thing is PPC points or the hit, the hit. Yeah, the like, hit point, like not hit points. What do you call it? The um, armor right and structure. So it's like, is it? Yeah. Is this cross part of the center torso, yeah. or is it get spread across the legs? Hit like, boxes, right? Yeah. Yeah, hit boxes. So. The, honestly, like if you write out the list of the things that you can do to a mech to rebalance it, and then you multiply it by the total number of mechs, and then you multiply that by the total yeah. number of variants, and then you say to me, like, let's balance the game. Like, yeah. I'm my mind boggles. Like, yeah. so you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And uh, it's. <laughs> I guarantee you there'll be missteps. Like yep. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to do everything perfect, but we will continue to to push forward with making it like listening and trying to make those changes. Like sure. even for this patch, I've got a contingency plan in place. If everybody hates me, you just like roll that shit back and release it. Um, no one's going to hate you. No one's going to hate you. It, you know what I mean? Like so, uh, for the the maps, I exported six maps, and then when I exported them, there was errors that popped up at the console. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. There's errors in the console. I, what, I have no idea what any of these mean. All I did was change the time of day. And so there's many layers on those maps for different modes. Uh, you've got your like, assault layer. You've got your um, invasion layer. You've got all these different layers. And so there's different errors for different reasons. And you're just, I'm just kind of like, well, we're going to throw it to QA. And QA is going to tell us whether it's um, broken or not. Sure. And if Q, QA tests it. And we're, we're all testing from home. And so they're using the resources at their disposal to the best of their ability. And we've talked to the, uh, the build guy. And it's like, we're going to put them out there. And if, like, say, one map breaks for one mode, okay, well, we can take it out of rotation for that mode or that map because we have the ability to do that on the back end. And if, if the whole map breaks for every mode, you can take that map completely out of rotation. If all six maps break for all, six, for all the modes that you can play them in, that's the condition where we're like, okay, roll back my changes because you've got Perforce, you've got a history of those files sure. being changed over time. You roll back Matt's changes, you re-export the maps, you put them back in the game, all of a sudden time of day is back in the game because that's the only thing I changed, but I may have broken the map somehow. I didn't know what state they were left in. I didn't know what state they, they should be in before I exported them. So we're making risky changes. We are making those risky changes and we are going to be ready to with hot fixes. And I know that some people will be like view that as uh, negative. Like we don't know what we're doing. We're shitty developers for releasing patches with bugs. It's like, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Or another way of looking at it is we're taking risks. We're trying to be as agile as fuck. And we're trying to get the game in a state sure. that you guys wanted it. And as quickly as we can with the limited resources we have. So I hope that you can choose to look, players can choose to look at it that way and accept the risk 
Um, <clears throat> I'm certainly doing it that way. Like I'm, sure. I'm certainly looking at it as like I've got a year to, to and I'm, I'm not saying I have the limit of a year. I'm giving myself a year to, to grow the game as much as possible and make broad sweeping change in the game and make the content as great as possible for sure. all the players who want that. Because I know it's been a long time since MWO has had this much life Sure. into it and we haven't even hit our first patch yet sure so and i mean as, as you know to be fair you're basically saying is as people become available to mwo though you know and you said art usually is the first people map designers yep. and so like those things like spawn locations are probably not far off and to go ahead and have the discussions right now and i think that's mm -hmm. great um and again you can either be a part of the discussion or you don't have to. I mean, that's that's the reality. You can be a, a you know part of the solution, and I get that. I respect that. I understand that. Um, yeah. As far as the 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 chicken before the egg sort of thing, um, I think that's what's always tough when it comes to balancing the game. I like um, again, you make weapon challenge to a PPC for IS, but then all of a sudden this mech already has ppc quirks and then it becomes too powerful and stuff there's a lot of like layers to it like um i, I think there's some fundamental balance issues between like clan and is and some of them are are hidden because of quirks uh and of course some mechs are over quirked but the cool thing is like the 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 community has already highlighted that they, they know what changes like all it's going to take is darren you asking them they're going to provide the information and you can make those changes um so when it comes to like the the roadmap here um and and talking with you um it pretty much looks like i mean in q q1 the low-hanging fruit and what we were talking about i mean you the only thing like the twice a month vlog video i was uh, i was wondering if you guys would be able to keep that up uh those things are hard especially if you're already busy uh, you're supposed to send out well, an email today and you know like yeah that's tough right yeah. like for yeah. sure. I mean, it's the email's still going to go out today. It's just going to happen after this, um, yeah. which isn't the best time to be sending out a mass email like Friday night when everybody's busy. But I do think it. You know, people, the point is is that we get that information out there. Sure. It's a free mech. Um, hopefully, people are going to jump on Nutty's stream at six o'clock and try and win a free keyboard because it, it is the keyboard is cool as shit, and I think it would be a really cool keyboard for NWO. And M MW5 as well, because I'm I haven't set mine up completely, and it's actually going to end up going to QA, um, which makes me a little bit sad. But I do have another Razer keyboard that I the Razer Huntsman, just yeah. the original one. But this um, the V2 analog is actually has to go to QA now because uh, they need to test shit with it. Yeah. So they're, what does it like do to the game? Yeah. Another piece of equipment that it's like. Um, it's really cool, and I think uh, we're gonna get ready, uh, Nutty Rat, to do um, the first official kind of like preloaded configs. Yeah. So tester. we're hoping that he'll be able to uh, send his config files, and I want people to go to his stream and be like, "Hey, try this or try that," because the fact that you can press down the W key at different levels and get like almost like a throttle control. Sure. Is really cool. Yeah. Like, there's no keyboard that does that, or like, uh, I know. Now he was talking about a few different ideas that he had and he was trying to implement and stuff and it's uh it's pretty neat anyways I, what were we talking about i'm like totally right. get distracted so the email yeah yeah no 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 i, I look at, you have to get information out to everyone which is yeah. what what's available you've got the website obviously 
You've got oh. your YouTube, you have your social media, I would say, uh, right? Email, you have in-game as well, that pop-up, um, and you have to hit on all accounts. I mean, that's one thing me and Darren knew and, and you know, so like that's that's here and over there. I think that's gonna happen. You gotta do, you gotta ping all of those. Maybe, just maybe someone clicks one thing and that's all you can do. Yeah. You, you can only do your best. As far as- uh, Oh shit, then Steam too. I gotta Steam. get the new event up on Steam. There you go. I've got the images ready. I've just got to go do it. So it's Steam and the email after this. It's never any work. I apologize. I'm just bringing all this. Oh, no, it's fine. It's good. You're right. Uh, <laughs> write that down. I'm um, writing it down. <laughs> write that down. Um, so obviously, uh, when you guys talk about spawn points and stuff, you said community feedback. Um, mm -hmm. I almost expect like, are, are you guys, have you guys already created those forum threads and like started to like, hey, we you know we need i don't know if we provide pictures i'm sure the players already have <laughs> yeah pr provide pictures i you know like yeah. idea like it's weird spawn locations are weird we've had this um th the main issue right now and is i don't know if you heard the explanation was when you guys merged the group and solo again it basically you didn't no one adjusted where people spawn and so now you get people in just no man's land or it's just bad. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's bad. So, uh, Darren has been in chat. He's he's heard a bunch, and he's literally seen. Yeah. It's I, like I on turn on him to yeah. to kind of compile all yeah. the feedback because it's hard to listen to everything. But so in the grand, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, we've had the discussions with like this this weird analogy of like MW is a team game, but back in the day we were worried about death balling right that's the term that was used basically grouping together because you're safety yeah. numbers right and just moving mm -hmm. as a blob you know well that's smart um so the original idea from paul was to split up the spawns in different locations and it gives you know so there's that design idea right um and so right now the problem is on certain certain maps and certain game mode combinations uh it's just really bad so I'm assuming that's where you guys want feedback, um, obviously yeah, as soon totally. as possible. But I feel like the, the other question is from a design perspective is, um, and I don't expect you to know the answer because, and I don't have an answer because like big, like is the, what is the right approach to that? Like when it comes to the design of like, where do people spawn and why do they spawn there in per, like in conjunction with the game modes, like should, light mech spawn here because on dom they need you know like like all that kind of stuff or like where dom point should be i feel like those are really high level uh and really important decisions to be make and you have to have a good understanding of, like the gameplay like how mechs move and operate and what their capabilities are um, um so like i feel like that's that's a big thing as far as spawn locations i think you can fix some things because it wasn't really as bad before um when we had groups and solo independent like it would be like mm -hmm. alpha lance was this type of mechs and it would keep those separate uh, and so forth and so on and that's what it got it got just jarbled up so i think that's low hanging fruit but in the grand scheme of things it'd be an interesting conversation hearing from the community um is like is there a is there a better way to tackle that like and i, I and, and i ask that because like i think that's a general question like can you prevent uh, splitting up the lances and dropping off? Should you group everyone and drop them off in the same location? Is that always the same depending on the game mode? Um, you know, and stuff like that. So 
I know those I don't are know. all very very good questions. Good questions, so, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, my, yes. One of my key things is that, and this is just my personal opinion, is that um, I don't like to always know where I'm gonna be put into a game. Like I, I like open world games or, or like you know games with like dynamic environments and that kind of stuff. So, um, and I know that certain people. There are people certainly like predictability, so it's like, oh, I'm in this spawning in this quadrant, so I know where my route is to get. I know where the enemy's spawning. I know where I'm spawning. I know where to go in order to get that advantage. This corner over here, where I'm going to peek and track them or whatever. If you're a light mech, the you know the big slow mechs start plotting towards the center or whatever. Like, there's there's a certain amount of like predictability that comes with like predetermined spawns. But then there's also like, you know, a certain amount of fun that comes with coming up with a plan on the fly. Mech Warrior has so many because of its Mech Warrior has its own set of challenges that come with it, like this the various speeds of the mech. Um, I don't know how to solve that. Like yeah. I, it's no, no, no. Yeah, I just brought that up as like that's a point. Is like that's it is totally a point. I yeah. and I think that it's like the community might probably just have the best ideas and we should probably just listen to them on that sure i don't think there's anybody at pgi that has a huge uh dog in that fight if sure. you know what i mean like no yeah. one's really latched onto a specific idea of like this is how it should be yeah. but i will circle back to this that there's other dependency chains on that which is like um you mentioned like oh should the lights all spawn there it's like well what if if they're if it is grouping or whatever and they're grouped with like one light one medium one heavy assault wouldn't they rather spawn together or uh, what if the matchmaker doesn't have anyone playing in lights right then? So they're like the weight distribution is is wonky. Yeah. So there is a lot of dependency change that happen from start to finish of the, in the game in terms of like what the how the outcome can be determined. Sure. What mech they choose, what their skill level is, how many people are playing at any given time, how long the matchmaker has been trying to find a match for them. So it opens wider to allow a more larger variance of skill a larger variance of um weight distributions and stuff like that and i know those things can be problematic because players are can you can see customer support tickets that say like you know i was in a match with like the other team had this many assaults and our team had sure. this distribution it's like well yeah it's yeah. because the matchmaker was like i have to kick off the match and i've yeah. got x amount of people waiting in mechs here's your match like here, so, here you go yeah. and so yeah we can talk about fixing spawn points with like the perfect conditions but i don't know it's there's a lot of a lot of variables to tune here sure. and no matter what problem you choose i can we can point at a dependency chain of sure. variables that we need to look at in order sure. to solve that problem that's fair um you brought up something actually that sort of cued my interest and i think i asked you this on chat and you said that's a good question for friday let's talk about population uh, the yep. reason you guys uh, combined solo and group at the time yep. was population issues in group queue. Um, yep. I have I have two things uh, um, I'd like to get into here. Um, the first, how is population in the game since we did the podcast 204? That's the initiative that you guys started and surprised the shit out of me with Darren and bringing him on board and all that. And then secondly... When you guys made the change to do group and solo, there was also a test of 8v8 groups. And 
it went swimmingly well to everyone that was involved. Mm -hmm. So the decision was never explained to the public of why that wasn't. Um, would you guys be willing to give that a try for a month and split the queue? Do you think the game's at the population to do so? So it's twofold question. How's population? And let's talk about group and solo queue being. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that idea. I don't, I wasn't a part of that decision making process at the time. So, um, yeah, let's, let's look at it. I mean, I'll have to look at it in terms of like, who, do, how do we make those changes and who makes those changes? Because again, it requires engineers and the engineers are usually the last to come off of a project like MW5. So, um, we do get assistance from the engineers, but I don't have unlimited amount of time uh, from them to make changes like that. But the people who know how to make those changes are available to me to talk about them. Um, and so I don't know why that decision was made that, that particular way, just putting it into group Q. And I can try and find out, but at this point, I'd almost rather matter. just go like, like like you said before, it's like the past is the past. I'm sure. really focused on the future, and that sounds like a potential solution to me. Like, um, I'm I like the idea of AVA. You know, some of the funnest times for me in this game was uh, when the game was early, early on, and it was like a couple, like a handful of mechs and and a handful of maps, and I think you know a certain level of that is just that pure level of comfort. But like as the game got older and um got more complex and more content um you you lose out on like the simple things in life that are really pleasurable right sure um used to drop with uh deadfire yeah. 228 and and we would roll a uh uh not the 4sp which one's the hunchback with the six packs of missiles on the yeah 4sp shoulder? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. This, you had it right. I called it the, the splat pack, splat back. Yeah, and we so we'd roll that, and uh, you know we would just we would just be a train of destruction. Yeah, and um, so we had a ton of fun, and I think there was a bug in the SRM code at the time where splash damage, like, yeah. pretty OP. Yeah. So yeah. that was like is that was fun for me. It yeah. was probably not fun for the fun person for on the receiving yeah. end. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's, I don't think we, I don't, I don't want to go back, but I do want to find those simple pleasures again, Sure. which is, uh, what I hope the event queue can become where you strip away a lot of the trappings of the game. Um, the meta or like the, some of the other concerns you don't work, like find a matchmaking solution that is APA. Maybe it's mediums only. How how would you feel about that, Phil? It's like cicadas and blackjacks jumping everywhere. You mediums know, it's like only. I'm just saying not. I'm just saying for a weekend. Like, sure. Do you think that would be fun? Like the things that you could adjust in private match. Okay. Um, let's think about this. My main thing so, is I'm looking at it. Well, not, in the, not in quick play. I'm not saying in quick play. You leave quick yeah. play alone. Yeah. I'm talking sure. a one queue for one weekend. Let's say it's a. I'm able to set up a private match setting for, for people to come in and just try this mode and it's like sure. it's just just mediums it, it changes the the complete way you look at the game or approach yeah. it right well and and that's that's where like, i think you could do it that way my always my main concern anytime is just buckets like that's the first thing that pops in my head is yeah. is even if it's a weekend thing i'm just thinking well, we've like got, we've already got a lot of buckets I well mean, that's why i'm yeah. thinking the first thing that pops in my head is 
your idea, like, I don't think that's crazy. You you don't have to like change values or anything, but what you could do is even in quick play, or let's just say we do have groups by then. We have groups yep. and we solo, and you have public yeah, yeah. Solo, They're both solo quick, quick play, play, group quick play. Yeah, that, that's what that I'm is. saying is, two yeah, right there. Do, do right. those, and what I'm thinking is just have a fun weekend where, what is the incentive? It's to change up the maybe monotony or the, the, the shake up things. You could give incentives for uh, uh, like, hey, just FYI, if you play these mechs or if you do these things. I understand having a separate queue. I don't know. I don't think it would be bad. But I, that my my first question is, could you also do that? What you the idea, but just in quick play on those event weekends or an entire like you could do a clan versus IS event. Like you literally could yeah. do a clan versus IS right now, and because matchmaker could just make sure. It's clan versus I. That's what I'm sort of thinking, and then that way, you're not creating another bucket because, um, yeah, you know, okay, that's I my only you. thing sure. is like, could so, that like, happen? I view I view Solaris as 14 buckets. <laughs> it's so many buckets. <laughs> it's so many. We need to. We have an entire. We need an entire podcast to talk just about faction play. Uh, probably faction a few. Play Solaris. So like. Um, so, event queue. And and group let's go. So we don't squirrel. I asked you about group Q, uh, and specifically numbers, and and obviously that was on the roadmap. Uh, it was at the end Q4, and I think I I think I'm okay with the idea that it's it may take a while because I think that's a big thing because you could experiment maybe for a month, but I don't know how much engineering time it is to like go back to that and split those things up. I don't know, um, but I think it would be interesting. Do you think the population right now, because I have more viewers on, on Twitch, I've seen people come back who haven't played for two, four years. I've seen them over, over and over again. Mm -hmm. it, the population has to be going up, right? So like, and people are excited. Yeah. Um, where's that critical point? Because it, I agree a hundred percent with everybody. It is a big balance issue having solos and groups together. It, I, right. Everyone agrees. We know it. And yep. as soon it's as we can team, split that, teamwork is OP, right? It is. And as soon as we can split that, in 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 my opinion, listening to the community, I agree. I think it's better for the overall population because groups and organization is OP. It is. And so, yep. at what point in time of your players going up is that separation made? Like, how are you feeling? And of course, population is going up. You just said it is. So, yeah, it is going up. Um, engagement's going up, and we still haven't released our first patch. And we've got a patch. We started working on a patch for for March, and I hope more people come back and play, uh, get the free max, whatever. Like it's our, my main goal is to increase population, sure. uh, no matter what, and to make these changes that that you guys want. Um, so when do we pull group out of uh, quick play and have its own group queue? I don't I don't know, and it's not simply because I don't know. Um, when the right time is, it's because I also don't know when I can get that work done. Sure. Um, and that's like not necessarily an answer that everyone wants to hear, but I think it's the right move. Like I don't, I, I'm not doubting it's the right move. We used to have it separate for a reason. reason yeah. But as population went down, like we didn't work on the game, population went down, and then group queues, groups couldn't find matches, especially triply so if you're in Australia. Australia, yeah, poor bastards. Uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. And it's like your best ping is to the Singapore servers or whatever, or wherever they are in the, in, um, they're not in Singapore. Where are they? What is it called? 
specific what's what no not the not i'm not saying where they are physically but like uh what's what's the region called it's not oceanic just, uh, oceanic thing yeah, 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 yeah uh the oceanic servers um you know part of that solution could be localization sure. like you know what i mean because uh, how many people would play in those countries if they had their language supported yeah i don't know so okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our, 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 my goal is to get the population as big as in the game as possible, as many regions as possible, as many players as possible, make the changes to make the content as accessible as possible, sure. uh, to improve monetization so that people are getting able to get the content they want. Um, you know, yeah, that's when it comes to the group queue, it's the, the right time will probably go past before we do it or it maybe is coming and we won't be able to do it, or maybe we'll do it and it'll be too soon. Like, I don't, it's hard to answer that question. Yeah. I don't know. It is you. something that I, I yeah, it is yeah, something I that, you in that we know people want. Yeah. Like we know people want that. We well, see it. I, yeah. like, so part of my job is customer support. And so uh, when you guys send a ticket to customer support, they tell me and Darren your concerns. So, we have a direct line of communication through customer support. So we understand what the complaints are. We understand the, what technical issues people are seeing. We can look at those uh, tickets that come in and I can log into the ticket uh, service and see how many of them are technical, how many of them are like behavioral, how many of them are this or how many are that. And it's like, so Darren and I being put in a position to drive this development forward, we do see not just your uh, Facebook posts or your t tweets on Twitter or your posts on the forum or what you're discussing on Discord, but we're also seeing those support tickets that come in as well. So, and we hear it all. We hear it all, and we have to try and take it all into consideration. And we do know that the group queue is a concern. So, I I'd like to do it when it's the right time. I, I don't know when the right time is. So I guess the question then would be. We don't know, would you guys be open to maybe just short-term adjustments? Um, and this is where if it's I tough. Done, okay. Yeah, I mean, but like you can't. What do you do then? I can't get them to do a ton of work yeah. for something that's a big maybe, right? Yeah. And um, then what and would you I, do? And maybe for some people it's not a big maybe. Like it's, I, I understand people's concern. 100% I understand people's concern. But I also could say this is that uh, I know a lot of games have groups in their Quick play queue, and they um, people just play the game, and they understand that coordinated teamwork is what wins the match, right? Is, I mean, is that an evil thing to say? No, <laughs> I, I know some people, but, like, you know, but yeah. Yeah, there's a Big butt there. Um, yeah. It's it, the biggest thing, and I've said this, and it was so funny because I remember the video came out. Um, uh, I felt like I was being quoted. And I said, "The uh, group size and the ability to influence the outcome of a match, right?" And mm -hmm. and um, on top of that, right, you're a twelve man group. You're one third of your team size, um, and you have the ability to really sway things, especially if you're like a, a decent group. And how I always look at it is like. If it's in there, it will and can be used, you know, against you. So, like, in the group queue, the the reason I, I bring this up and I because it's valid is like, I guess my question is to you guys, the community too, is like, if let's just say Matt here just said, hey, I want to get to it, but it's going to be 
four months out. That's four months of, obviously we've already had X amount of months with this the way it is. What would you do? Because you can't lower tonnage. That doesn't do anything. Like you're just nerfing yourself because the first thing is people will say, well, just change the tonnage and uh, uh, well, that affects uh, good players are still going to be good players. A run of four men of piranhas. So then, but then the question is, okay, well, if you go down to three or a two man, then someone's like, "Re, I wanted to play with my four buddies, and I used to be able to play with six of them and eight of them, and you're taking that away from me." And I think yeah, those are valid modern concerns. Gaming, modern right? gaming expectations, being able to play with friends, is just so high up the list that you can't take it's, group yeah. away. That's can't. what I'm saying. Like, so, it, it, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I feel like um, it, it's an important topic because. But I also want to say that I do understand why some people would want to play in a queue that is just solos. Sure. So I do get that. I do get both yeah. sides of that argument. So I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I want to do it. I just I, um, I want to do it when the time is right. And I don't okay. know when the time is right. And I don't know when I can get that work done. I don't know how easy it'll be to get that work done or how hard it'll be to get that work done. If it's one engineer working one day, then yeah, it's easy. If it's like... I don't know how much work they had to do put in to to swap those cues over. So sure. and then even if you UI work and back end work and matchmaker work. Yeah. Again, like a lot of a lot of things on the list still require investigation. That's why you'll see something down further down the road where it's just like investigate this. Sure. Right? Because some of the earlier things, it's like, okay, I get it. I know I've worked on this game long enough to know who did that or who who has to make those changes, especially when it comes to art or um levels and stuff like that like moving spawn points around to me is a known quantity because it's an entity that is placed in the in the 3d world that has a direction and it has a a, um, a tag or whatever a metadata attached to it that says this is a spawn point for this mode in this position and so moving that around is as simple as you know grabbing an object in the world and moving it to the right place sure. um or the place that, that the players want it when it comes to more complex things like recombining group queues that are one, there's front end attached to it. So there's UI, there's um, back end, which is like matchmaker logic. Um, and then, you know, probably some other considerations that I'm not even thinking sure. of. Um, just for me to say, like, yeah, we're going to take it out. It's irresponsible because I, I haven't talked to the people that would have to do the work. I don't know if those people are available. Those kind of things, and it's it's a struggle, and the struggle is real. But I'm going to be like open and honest with the entire player base about it. Is that like I do want to make that happen. I want the population to grow. I, we want to get solo like solo queue back. We want to get group queue back, and maybe group queue eight v eight is a thing. I know is uh, comp is eight v eight, right? Mm -hmm. So comp's eight v eight. Why can't group queue be eight v eight? Is that think, what people want? Um, I think it's been. Maybe. I like the debate. Because I'm not convinced, but also there's other factors. And if it's population and AV8 with four man groups, and you could even say, because this is other things I have to be like, do you do tonnage or just do one, 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 one across the board? You have to have a four man. You're not, you don't have to drop in two or threes. It's just four man. That makes the matchmaker kick off really quick uh, as well. So mm -hmm. maybe AV8 is the way to go and you just do one, one, one across the board. And as you guys do rescale, as you do weapon pass, as you look at uh, mobility and skill tree, uh, maybe X 
light mech isn't always the top tier and what's always brought. Maybe now you've got a wide range and stuff. And then you talk to the community. I just, for me, it's never, I feel like fundamentally when you talk about 8v8, 12v12, I see both sides of it. I've had discussions. I, I'm, I'm not going to give my opinion on that. Uh, I just feel like, why not test it? Do 8v8, see what happens and see what the players think and go from there. And, you know, what's the worst? One of the reasons why I really want to have an event queue because um, I, I like the idea of an event queue being potentially things like just AP8. And it's like, say, event event queue, I can have a checkbox to be like allow groups or don't allow groups, right? AP8 solos um, all weekend long. AP8 solos with uh, dropship respawns on sure. River City. Sure. Like a mode that we, you know, that I'm sure people would have a ton of fun playing. I think it doesn't have to be the... permanent, right? I think, yeah, no, but I, I, I like your idea of the vent queue and your baby. I think the biggest <laughs> thing would be... Is it that obvious? Phil, yeah. Is it that obvious? It's like me talking about rescale. Uh, the biggest yeah. thing to you, I think, in that is population. I think you can yeah. do whatever you want if we have plenty of people to do it and sustain it. And that's... Population is the, you know... Uh, and, of course, design. I mean, whether it's map or game mode or so, or so forth. I mean, if you have the players to be able to do it and there's people willing to drop, I mean... You can have fun and, and and mix it up, but I mean respawns. That's a great idea. Like uh, you know, again, I, we can talk about a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, you know, like I think I think what's tough for a lot of the community right now, and this isn't you. It's just they're you know they're like everyone's chomping at the bit, and it's like I know me too. You know, like that that's the thing is like yeah. we want you to say, hey, you know what? Mark no matter what we do it's not going to be fast enough man well that's the thing is like that's you know like mark nicholson is now you know he's doing this oh we have an animator they're already working on mech hey we have a map designer you guys need to talk to him because uh we need to start talking you know map and like even the discussion of map design this may shock you i'm gonna i'm gonna another curveball okay i don't want more maps okay i want the community and a map designer make adjustments to the current ones are there and make adjustments based on the game mode where that's, I think that's been one of the biggest things is like you designed a map and you plop down a game mode and said work. But the reality of it is, is like, like Valorant and Counter-Strike and all them, you, they take a lot of time and like, where's the, you know, the approach on this, where can you see sight lines and stuff? There's a lot of work that goes into that. And you have to do that on a per game mode basis and where people are spawning and stuff like that. And I feel like. So if, you're saying it's better to have less maps that are better than to have more maps that are quality. quality. Yeah, yeah. Quality over quantity in this regard, we have a ton of maps. It's just, you know, like how do the game modes play on them and where do you, sp I mean, and you know, Grim Plexus, it's F seven Hill every single time to me, like that's, there's like a fundamental flaw there. It's like something's, you know, like, you know, where is that? And so to me, I, I think it'd be really cool hearing people's ideas out there, your guys' idea, because you may have a map designer. Uh, 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 Rubelite Oasis is a good map, albeit it still has the same design issues where it's the same map, game mode, go. Um, you know, uh, but the discussions I'm hearing about like, hey, you know what, they could do faction play. Like, hey, you know what they could do with Solaris, I think are great. I think it's just, it goes back to people are chomping at the bit for happening. And I'm sitting here going like, 
I think we need to curb our expectations of how quickly things are going to happen because like if it's nothing wrong with lowering your expectations. Yeah. Well, th 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 what I'm saying or, is like not, not lowering, but like there's nothing wrong with a healthy curb your enthusiasm. Of, like of, you yeah, know, a healthy dose of, of expectations when it comes to how fast things are going to get done. Sure. Um, at the same time, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to get things done as fast as I can. Like uh, um, every day, Darren and I are pushing. That's what we do. We've got the list. We've got our marching orders from the community, and every day we're pushing. Sure. That means that we're planning patches. We are getting the feedback from the players, incorporating them into change, uh, feature changes, um, and talking to the right people and getting that work assessed with the project managers. So the process is uh, a bit of a machine, but it the machine is running and the machine is working. So, so knowing that and saying that, do you have any in the near future those resources being yours? Like, is there any inkling right now? Like, yes, you've got a map yes, designer, you've got is. an art guy, you got an engineer. Like, is there anything I like have, right on? I had that meeting today. <laughs> like, we've had that meeting ongoing, but you, um, We've talked about resources, needed resources for a while now. Like, uh, and not just they're not just people; they're also machines, right? They're also they're hardware, and people are working from home. So sometimes they'll be VPNing into their um, machine to work on MW5. Sometimes they'll be VPNing into the machine to work on MWO if they have uh, or a shared resource. Um, and so you have to have not just a um, the hardware, you have to have the development environment set up on that machine. So that means you need to have the proper tools in the proper tool chains to execute on making mechs, on changing mechs to exporting uh, videos. Like that was one of the things that held up the lowering of the volume is that uh, Steve's machine needed to be vetted to make sure it was operational and that the correct software was on there and that when you export the video for me doing it in after or not after effects but premiere that i give him the correct file format the correct file format goes through the re-exportation process and will go into the game without being wrong and that's so why that one change didn't get in there is that we did not complete those steps in time for qa we called it we were like this is a risk something we want to get done but it's a risk if we miss it it'll go into the next patch so we worked on it and we got it 99% of the way there. It just didn't make it into the patch. So it just, it like got the, the, the boat was pulling away just as it sure. arrived at the harbor. Yeah. Right. So, and there's having been in this, working on this game for this long, there's other things that just don't make it into the patch. Then there's sometimes that things that make it in the patch, you don't want them in there and you got to have a hot fix. Right. So it's, um, I'm going to try and Darren and I are going to try and get as much stuff in there as possible, as quickly as possible. And a weapon pass in the next one is something that we want to have happen. I can't define to you what that weapon pass looks like right now, but I do know that we want to take the feedback that players have and incorporate into that into the weapon pass. So uh, even just in the last one, there was a minor little bug, and I think the patch notes should go up. Friday, the latest next week. So the twelfth is when the patch notes will actually be up. But it was just a minor change of a, a variable to do with one of the, the PPCs, yeah. and it should have zero effect on anything. Um, but 
we found out about it. We heard about it. I said I could change it. I changed it and went in there. It is an XML file. Um, and the weapon changes are an XML file, but it's a big, big XML file. Yeah. <laughs> and you do have to be meticulous when you're in there because yeah. you can make mistakes. We are human. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. like thousand so, cooldown, quirk, quick draw, and quirk draw, all that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Shit yeah. happens, right? Shit um, happens. Yeah. With, Especially connecting uh, remotely. People don't realize you talk that about sometimes. You talk about bullshit. Sure. You can talk about, you don't care about it. You're an adult. You can talk about whatever you want. Like, no, uh, with the bolt-ons, there's um, 12,238 bolt-ons in the game. And most of those are like tusks and flags sure. and, and stuff. So there's so, so much duplication and stuff like that. But that's an XML file with that many items. Inputs, and each, yeah. yeah. And so each one of them has like a, a lot of data associated with it like where what variants it can go on and all yep. these things and so you open that up and that's the xml file for the game for boltons yeah and when it came time to change the boltons from fall off to not fall off it was a mass search and replace for me i thought it was gonna be a lot harder than this i thought we were gonna have to go through and remove uh collision data it was a mass search and replace bolt-on fall off true to bolt-on fall off false. false that works out so that work that work was done yeah. Like in an hour. And I know you're like, oh, who cares about this, right? Like who cares about bolt-ons? Well, enough people, I've heard it said enough times, like why would I buy a bolt-ons yeah. if they fall off? Like why would I? And like even you get a bolt-on, it's like, okay, it, you bump up against a tree and it falls off. Yeah. But I totally get the other side of that. It's like, why are we altering the if it's shape an, of this back? If it's an XML so edit and it's that quick and easy, awesome. I'm just like, yeah. uh, you know, like from my... But again, that's just my opinion. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it's just, it is you know, XML edit that it is quick and back, quick and easy. Sometimes yeah. it, uh, yeah. but it's also that quick and easy to fuck up too, right? Yeah. So. so let me ask you, what what else can the community do? Because like, uh, what would make your life easier? Because you know, like outside of you have what resources you have, and you and Darren, and you're full steam ahead, like. What would make my life easier for the community? I don't know. Like you could do part of my job by just telling people to come back. That would be like getting big part of our job is trying to reach people. Sure. Uh, and again, I've got steam and email to do after this. Um, so if, if you think that you like the direction, uh, tell people to come back, like more people to come back, the sooner you can talk about getting the group queue out of solo queue. Right. Okay. If you do, people do the opposite and and less people leave then the likelihood of us getting group queue out of there becomes less so my my thing would be like just invite people back have them come back and play the game i know there's not a ton of changes right now there will be this month well not ton but there's some changes coming this month and we want to change some stuff in the next patch too and the cadence of two devlogs a month um makes sense for us in the sense that we want to be fully transparent with everybody with what it is we're doing, what we're working on. I, I couldn't announce the the Razor Huntsman thing because they hadn't announced the keyboard yet, right? Sure. But I was so excited. Like, this is a cool event. It's like, yeah. and on the roadmap, we put free mechs every month. It's like, well, this is the first free mech. So you can expect 10 more free mechs. And those missions will be, it'll change and evolve over time. I've already talked to the web team. It's like, all I need them to do is like create a system for me to say like these are the missions. 
and this is the mech, or this is the group of mechs they'll be able to choose from. And then, uh, so item event ID 592, event ID 593, event ID 594, I make those events. And then they have to complete those events. And then at the end of the month, or whenever they complete those events, then that mech gets injected into their, um, into their account. So that's why I kind of call it missions. The missions will basically be a set of three or four challenges. And they won't always be linked to like the overarching event that's going sure. on. Okay, so Usually that's... Usually I like to do it to drive, drive people in a certain direction okay. in terms of that stuff. Okay, so that's what the players can do. Uh, obviously, uh, is there is that the best method that, uh, you know, we haven't talked about, like, uh, Russ, the gatekeeper, is, is he's looking at MWO, he's worried about Mech 5 as well. Uh, is this the best metric when he says, well, player population is going up, so you guys, uh, like, is this... Is there anything the community can say to him, you know, like, like, hey, we really want this to get more resources dedicated to you guys faster. Do we have to send him beer, brownies, what? Like, you know, what do we need um, to do to get Russ to I say? I mean, positive feedback is always a good thing. Like, just, but the more, honestly, the bringing people back is probably our key metric. Um, watching the player population go up is a very, very good, promising thing, whether or not they're spending money, just having people engaged um, is is a, a net positive for everybody because the more people that are playing, the quicker matches kick off, the more people play. The more people, uh, the quicker matches, uh, the more people playing, the more variety of skill levels we have in the game, the more fair the matches are. Um, it just, it the, the ingredient is people. I think MWO was designed, particularly faction play, was designed for a huge population. Sure. Right? Like it's, and the majority of the people play quick play. Yep. Um, I've got the statistics on who plays what and how many hours they spend in any particular mode. And we've had some really fun times in faction play when we did things like Tukiyid. Sure. And it was a big event and it was a huge dog pile and quick play population went down, faction play population just went boom, like just everyone focused on Tukiid. Uh I think people had fun. They we would have big reports, statistical reports that we had put out afterwards of like what mechs were played the most, like all these different types of things. And um I I wanna get back to that where we can kind of like have big focuses on big things and um that's why i think that's why i get so obsessed with the event queue yeah is that i love those moments where two kid was the thing and everybody was stoked about it or and like we had these themes of themed events and we could put new content in the game like even if it's just a stupid warhorn or whatever right like just sure it makes a new sound like when we did april fools it's a new warhorn you get like oh it's the mystery warhorn or something like that um it gets people talking. It gets people to come and play the game. And the more people playing, the faster the max matches are, the more fair the matches are. And then that's that's fun, right? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, faction play. I want, I want to be hopelessly addicted to faction play. And we've been talking about it a lot. And I've got a lot to to talk to the community about. But also, I feel like the community can really have that conversation with you guys and i think there's some really cool ideas out there like i'm talking like i would be 
it would be probably my primary game mode and, and choice for people coming in. Uh, I feel like we need to leave that for another, another uh, podcast and discussion. Yeah, I mean, I've been, yeah, we can dive down that. We're already an hour and a half into, yeah. Is yeah. it an hour and a half? Yeah, we, we're already an hour and a half. You've got some work you got to do. So yeah. I feel like I feel like we talked about quite a bit here, and I feel like it, it, it give people out there a little bit better understanding. Part two. Yeah, part two, and just keep this up, and 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 um, uh, you know, it's just good to hear from you guys, and and I feel like you guys talked about more communication. This is part of it, and albeit. If someone else has a podcast out there, reach out to these guys. They're, I, I don't have a monopoly on it, and we just don't have any other podcasts out there in the community, really. Um, well, I think, that, yeah, you've got, you know, we've worked with you guys for a long time. Sure, so definitely. sure. You've got a, a, a foot in the door, but it, it doesn't mean that we wouldn't no. talk to anybody else. And because um, someone else may have a ask you better or pertinent questions or a different direction of something, and, like, I'm just a guy, like, I... I you know, may just, I'm not like a brainiac or anything. So, uh, if there's me, either, Phil, out me there, <laughs> I'm simple, I'm a simpleton when it comes to that. So, um, Matt, I just want to say thank you for the time. Um, yeah, I, appreciate I appreciate that. It. I feel like we got through Q Q one <laughs> and parts of different. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's so much to talk about. Uh, but a lot of it's repetitive because a lot of it, you're coming back and you're saying, Hey, this is going to be continually revised and, uh, you know, I caught that during the roadmap, and I think that's a great strategy because that that it's an ever-evolving thing where you may have to make adjustments here or there, whether it's new player experience or balance adjustments. That's stuff that that's what's going to get people to come back because you guys are investing time in the game. They're going to come back and invest their own mm -hmm. time, which is the most valuable thing, right? So uh, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. Um, do you have any last-minute shout-outs? Um, or where people can know. get in touch with you. Nutty. Go watch Nutty. It's, well, it's just probably going to come out after Nutty started streaming. But I hope you guys check out the Razor Huntsman or Hunt for the Huntsman event. Get the free Mac. Uh, he's going to be giving away two keyboards. So they're like $250 US keyboards. This thing's here. Wow. Nice. Very, right. very nice. Um, check out the video too. It's like pretty sweet. Um, get the mech. The other thing is just tell people to come play the game. Um, and you know, uh, I hope that we can, like, if you don't, if you're not buying anything that I'm selling right now, um, I hope that I get to prove it to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that sure. my hope is that uh, anyone who would say that we're not going to do this stuff is that my I'm going to try my damnedest to prove them wrong. And anyone who's, like, cheering for us, just thank you so much because that I, I appreciate that so much. And I've gotten some PMs. Um, on the forum and some really positive feedback there. And it's like, it's, you see that stuff and you just can't help but smile. Like sure. you hear both sides of it. Um, so I like, I like getting positive and I, I don't mind critics either. Um, but my, my hope is to prove the critics wrong. So sure. I think that's fair. Well, thank you again, yep. sir. Have a great weekend and you have a little bit of work left to do. Sorry for holding yep. you up, but you don't have no a worries. commute. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. I am home already. All right. We will have a good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Phil. See ya. And that was Matt Newman, the live ops manager for Piranha Games, uh, working with uh, Darren Katz, of course, who couldn't be here. Um, man, I feel like that podcast could have went on for much longer. And uh, I'm looking forward to those discussions, especially when it comes to 
faction play in Solaris and so forth. But also hearing back from you guys, it'd be great. If you had any comments on this topic, of course, make sure to uh, you know post a question or in, in the comment section down below. If you found this informative, make sure to click that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, and of course, just want to say thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this information. Um, we could probably do a few of these and barely scratch the surface, but that is what long form uh, form discussions about. So just want to say thanks for listening. In. And of course, like I said, uh, thank you so much. Uh, this podcast is supported by you, the viewer and listener out there. If you guys enjoy what I do, whether it's stream uh, Monday through Friday, 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv forward slash NGNGTV or creating uh, new player uh, videos or uh, highlighting stream builds or uh, any of this stuff. If you enjoy that and you find my content worth it, please consider becoming a patron. I'll have that link down below in the description as the best revenue share. And again, I uh, just want to say thank you again for considering it. Go check it out. Speaking of support, I'd like to give a quick shout out to two patrons in particular. These are our podcast sponsors, Chad and Downtime. Thank you guys so much for your contributions and helping support this podcast and my passion in creating content. Without you guys, again, I want to be here. So thank you. If you'd like to become a podcast sponsor, check out Becoming a Tier 4 Patron. Let's continue. And of course, uh, hit me up on uh, uh, Twitch. We stream, like I said, Monday through Friday. It's fantastic. It's a great time. It's a great way for you as new players to come in here and ask questions live, as I mentioned during the podcast. And that is, uh, again, a link. It will be in the description. Um, and of course, just want to say uh, thank you to all of you guys. Um, it's been a fantastic uh, time in my, my life. As you can see, we're in new digs. We've moved. Uh, we're getting uh, a few things. I still don't have the office all the way dealt with yet, but uh, still temp. Um, but uh, all the way, um, it's been fantastic having the support. So thank you guys for, uh, you know, uh, reaching out to me, especially during the hard time when we lost Gizmo. Um, but yeah, so just want to say thank you again uh, for that support and look forward to uh, 2021 and the goals and crushing goals. And we're going to continue making uh, progress, uh, doing videos like these with the developers, other community members, having these discussions about weapon balance, about agility. Let's talk about the skill tree in depth because I feel like that's a whole nother, uh, well, more uh, rabbit hole. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. Until next time.